0: What is up squad? Welcome back to the Love Your Body Podcast. It's your host Avery here and today we are going to be talking about oral health. Now I know that might sound interesting, maybe a little boring or like why are we even talking about this? But truly It all starts here, it all starts in the mouth. We're gonna be talking about that. So if you are really just interested in digging deeper, learning more about your body, I guarantee you, you're going to love this topic. It's actually super mind blowing. I was super interested in this for a really long time. And there's a lot of information to break down here. I'm going to cover mostly some basics just so we can kind of get through this episode and you have some good basic knowledge. But I am going to give you some resources to check out if you do want to dig deeper, learn a little, little bit more, and just discover more about what this is all about, how to really take good care of your oral health, and all of those wonderful things. Growing up, I have really cared about my oral health. Now, my mom is an orthodontist assistant, so she works in mouths all day long. So it probably has started there because she has preached a lot about taking care of your mouth, making sure you're brushing your teeth and flossing and all those basics. But as I've dug deeper, it's actually way more than just brushing your teeth and flossing and all those things. And we're going to talk about all of those things today but first why are we talking about this what does oral health have to do with our physical health with taking care of ourselves why are we talking about the mouth poor oral health can actually be dangerous it's linked to a lot of different things like respiratory infections like if you have infected or inflamed gums that bacteria can actually transfer into the lungs it's linked to dementia which is very very interesting it's linked to cardiovascular disease heart issues linked to prostate issues, diabetes, infertility, cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, and other autoimmune. So it's just really important to be aware of that. If we have poor oral hygiene, this can really be linked to other health problems and issues, which can be honestly pretty scary. Now, if you've been following along for a while, you know I talk about the gut. We talk about gut health. I have a podcast a little bit more that digs just a little bit deeper. I have some free workshops and trainings that you can receive on gut, gut 101, what this is all about. And so if you've listened to those before, you kind of have an idea that our gut has a microbiome, right? We have a lot of different bacteria in our gut that kind of keep us healthy, take care of us, but we could also have harmful bacteria. The same thing is true for your oral microbiome. You have a completely different microbiome in your mouth. You have like little bugs and bacteria in your mouth. Sounds gross, but it's true. And it's a good thing if you have the beneficial kind, but there can also be an overgrowth of harmful bacteria. So it's very important to understand that you have this microbiome. It needs to be balanced and taken care of. Also, your mouth is where digestion starts. You know, your tongue works together with your teeth, which works together with your saliva. All three of those things work together to break down your food. Your saliva actually has enzymes in them that start to digest food already, break it down a little bit more. So when it goes through digestive tract, it's a little bit easier. It's already starting to break down in your mouth. From there, you know, things move from there to the esophagus, which moves to your stomach, which moves to your intestines. So everything starts here. I also cannot remember the exact amount, but you swallow like gallons of saliva a day. So if we have things that are off in our mouth, if we have harmful bacteria in our mouth and overgrowth of that, we're literally swallowing that all day, which is going to affect our gut health. So if we are, you know, maybe eating the right foods, focusing on that, you know, taking our probiotics, but we're not taking good care of our mouths, it can be harmful and it can be detrimental. So it's really important that we're also focusing on our oral health. Now, while we're on the topic of food and things like that, when it comes to taking care of your oral health, there are actually some really good foods to help prevent gum disease or support if you currently have gum disease, which are nuts and seeds that are high in omega-3s, foods like salmon, grass-fed beef, chicken bone broth, shiitake mushrooms, broccoli, bell peppers, sweet potato, green tea is also really great, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, fermented foods are also really great. So all these foods are really good to help boost good bacteria in your oral microbiome to kind of prevent these things so it's not just about you know brushing our teeth flossing which are important which we'll talk a little bit more about later but it's also what kinds of foods we're eating so those are some great recommendations but let's talk about foods maybe we should avoid right now you have heard growing up from your dentist sugar is the culprit like drinking soda sugary drinks sugary foods can cause cavities which is true but that is not the only main contributor another huge contributor is foods like crackers or breads or chips where have that yeast and um, wheat and flour where it's getting stuck on your teeth. Like think about what it feels like to eat a pretzel and that it's getting stuck in between your teeth. Like you know that feeling I'm talking about. Foods like that when we're looking at like Oreos or Pop-Tarts or Cheez-Its you know, pretzels, chips, those kinds of things. If we are not properly taking care of our mouths after we eat those things, if we're leaving it on our teeth, you know, that harmful bacteria just loves to feed on that. And so that's why we especially think for kids, you know, kid snacks. If we're even like teaching our kids to moderate sugar, but they're eating a lot of goldfish, which is like a huge contributor to cavities, you can kind of see how This impacts us as children because a lot of kids' food is either really sugary or snacks like goldfish, Cheez-Its, pretzels, those kinds of things. Long story short, when it comes to food, really try to keep sugar in moderation, these yeasty flour snacks in moderation, and focus on good whole foods, which is nothing new, right? We hear about this all the time. So it's not only good for our physical health when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to our hormones, when it comes to our metabolism, but also our oral health, our gut microbiome, all of these things. Food truly matters. Now moving on when we're talking about actual products. For lack of a better word, conventional products suck. Honestly, it's true. Your toothpaste should not foam. Foaming in toothpaste is typically caused by the presence of chemicals such as sodium lauryl sulfate, or SLS. And SLS can create irritation in the soft tissues of the mouth. Some people may experience an allergic reaction to SLS. And SLS can strip away the natural oils and moisture in your mouth, leading to dry mouth. And this might seem like, oh, that's just something that's uncomfortable, you know? but Dry mouth can actually increase the risk of tooth decay and gum disease because saliva plays such a crucial role in neutralizing harmful acids and remineralizing your teeth. So, SLS can be pretty harmful to our oral microbiome, to our overall oral hygiene. Also, a little sidebar, if you suffer from canker sores, which are usually allergic reactions in the mouth, this is likely due to SLS. And if you switch to an SLS free toothpaste for like 30 days, track your results. There's likely going to be an improvement. I have not used conventional toothpaste in a year and a half, almost two years. Have not had a single canker sore. There have been times where I've used conventional toothpaste within that time period. If I was gone and had to use like a travel toothpaste and didn't bring mine own because I forgot it. And I'm not kidding you. I got canker sores two days later. I'm not exaggerating that. That is the truth. And that is my own personal experience, right? But it's just so interesting how our oral microbiome can be affected by these conventional products. Another huge topic in debate is fluoride. I am not going to go too much into this. There are other resources you can check to look out for this, but we are over consuming fluoride. That's pretty much a fact at this point because fluoride is in our toothpaste, our tap water, bottled water, infant formula, processed cereals, juices, sodas, teas, wines, beer, Fish, seafood, you know, pans, salt, cigarettes, secondhand smoke, pesticides, all these things that we're exposed to daily, right? So we're getting an excess amount of fluoride because, you know, back in the day, fluoride gained a lot of support due to an observation one man made many years ago, which has progressed into many cities fluoridating their water, right? And most dentists really singing its praises. But you know, over the years of more current research on fluoride, it's greatly evolved. And at this point, we can kind of see the large differences in how it actually can work topically versus internally when we're ingesting it and we're identifying more of those risks that come with that consumption. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about those risks, but one big thing I do want to know is that it can inhibit the full function of your pineal gland, which is you know, often called the third eye, where creativity, better decision making, where we're getting expansive, you know, thinking outside the box, really getting in touch with our own consciousness. It can really inhibit that, kind of shut that down, which is, honestly dangerous and really scary to think about so keeping that in mind you know if you would like to learn more about this I really encourage you to do a little bit more research on the harmful impacts of fluoride on the pineal gland and other aspects in our body like I said we're just over consuming at this point and it's not the holy grail as much as we think it is another conventional product that is disturbing your oral microbiome is mouthwash Antibacterial mouthwash should be used with caution because it kills the good bugs too right you see like kills 99.9% of bacteria well that includes the good bacteria that we need. Just like when we use oral antibiotics with cautions because it can lead to long term changes in the gut right, we should consider the negative effects of mouthwash to the oral microbiome it can also worsen our bad breath because it's causing that dry mouth it's killing off that good bacteria it's wiping out our microbial diversity which can you know disturb our gut microbiome health over the rest of our body but also kill all the good germs in your mouth which can increase the chances of bad breath also like we've been told it's been marketed everywhere the goal is to kill 99.9% 99.9% of bacteria, but that should not be the goal. We should not be killing all the germs in our mouth because some of these good bugs promote good health in your mouth and the rest of your body, like your heart. So you can see how all this is connected, right? Also, when these microbes in our gut are you know, being killed off, they're literally controlling our mental health. If we have a poor gut microbiome, this is linked to poor mental health weight gain, resistance to dementia. You know, it affects all of these things. All this is super important to take into consideration. So when it comes to mouthwash, that burning sensation is not a good thing. That's actually a bad sign, even though sometimes we feel like it feels good because we're really getting our mouth clean. I'm telling you, mouthwash is just not necessary. Now let's talk about how to create an effective oral routine. So we kind of talked about some don'ts, right? Don't over consume sugar, those yeasty snacks, you know, avoid some of these conventional products, making sure we're not consuming SLS because it can truly affect our oral hygiene, not consuming or using mouthwash, you know, overconsuming fluoride, all those things. We just touched on that. So let's talk about some ways we can create a good, effective oral routine. I'm gonna walk you through what I do in the morning and it's a really good, effective oral routine. I promise you're gonna feel so good, squeaky clean when you're done. It's actually really, really nice. First thing I do is rinse out my mouth, After it's being shut all night just kind of rinse that around and then i dry brush for about 30 seconds so i'm not wetting the toothbrush not putting toothpaste on it just dry brushing for about 30 seconds until i kind of feel things are getting broken up right like getting some of that plaque removed off i'll probably rinse again and then i'll tongue scrape so you can order like a stainless steel tongue scraper from amazon for pretty cheap and they're honestly really nice and easy. You know, obviously keep that clean because you're scraping your tongue, but you know, scrape your tongue until you feel like you've gotten most of it off. It's not the prettiest site, but it's really good. And this is a great alternative for mouthwash. It's also way more effective and going to be way less harmful to your microbiome in your mouth. Second thing I'll do here is oil pulling. So I'll do this, you know, five to seven times a week, honestly, at least three times a week at a minimum. And I do use coconut oil because it tastes the best, but you can use olive oil, you can use avocado oil, you can also use castor oil, which is also really effective. But some people have a hard time with that consistency or taste. You know, coconut oil is most widely used because it is pretty effective. It helps with whitening as well. But it also is just the easiest to swish around in your mouth because it doesn't taste as harsh as maybe some of the other oils. What you're gonna do here is just about a tablespoon and you're gonna swish it around your mouth for about 20 minutes. I know that sounds like a long time, but that's where you're gonna get the most benefits. If that sounds like a lot, start with five. You know, you can't really go wrong just slowly start incorporating it. But what I'll do is I'll do the step one where I rinse, dry brush chunk scrape. And then I will put the coconut oil in my mouth, swish around. I'll do things like unload the dishwasher, you know, put the dishes away. If I need to do some laundry, throw that in. Maybe I'll go for a walk. I've gone for a walk outside while I'm doing it too. I just really pray that I don't pass anybody so I don't have to say hi because I have a mouthful of oil. Maybe I'll just smile and wave. Um, but I will find little things to do where I'm still like having a morning routine. Maybe I'll read or journal or something. So it's not like I'm just sitting there and doing nothing. It helps the time go by fast. And then it's not like, oh, well, I have to add 20 more minutes to my day. Not necessarily. You can find other things to do. You can start making breakfast. You know, you can start getting ready, putting your makeup on, doing your hair, whatever it is. It doesn't have to take up an extra 20 minutes just because you're spending 20 minutes oil pulling. So that's step two. Then I'll move on to step three and I might do this before after I oil pull. It's not really necessary in which order. I'll floss and I floss with a hydroxyapatite or tight however you say that um, floss so I can get that in between my teeth which is a mineral that is already in our teeth. So it's helping remineralize our teeth which can help brighten your teeth, whiten your teeth, make them stronger. It's I don't want to say an alternative to fluoride because hydroxyapatite is already in our teeth and it's already the natural way, but it's basically you know an alternative to fluoride for what we think about conventionally, if that makes if you if you pick up what I'm putting down after I floss or oil pull just whichever comes next. I will brush my teeth here brush with hydroxy appetite and I don't rinse with this So I'll do a full-on brush you know the like two minutes with that toothpaste and then don't rinse so I can let that sit on my teeth because that is going to be the most Effective, so that's about four steps to an effective oral morning routine You can also do this at night if you prefer to do your oral routine at night But as long as you're doing this once a day and then at night time I will just simply I might tongue scrape again just depending on if I've had some like garlic that day, you know how that is um, But then I'll just simply brush my teeth, you know, don't rinse let, leave that hydroxyapatite on and all that stuff so really just kind of at least doing those steps once a day if possible or at least as often as possible. Now, when it comes to oil pulling and flossing, you know, doing that a minimum of three times a week, but the more often and consistent you can be, the easier and better your oral microbiome will be. Now, when it comes to finding good products, that matter, So we talked about, you know, maybe swapping out that conventional toothpaste for toothpaste that has hydroxyapatite in it. There are some different options. There's Boca, which I think they might be selling in stores now, I'm not sure. But there is Risewell, which is what I've been using for about two years. I use their floss. They also have a safer mouthwash. I don't use it very often because I still just am not a huge fan of mouthwash. But if I feel like I need it, like I said, you know, those days you've got garlic, sometimes you just need a little extra help right? So I do like their mouthwash and then I do use their toothpaste. I've been using their products for almost two years. You can use my code AVERYJADE10 if you want to save 10% on your order to try it out. They have little bundles that you can buy each product separately. They also have mints that I've tried that are really, really good that have hydroxyapatite in them and you can pop those in for like a nice freshener throughout the day. When needed. So, I really do like their products. There's Boca, like I talked about, and then just getting a, t- a stainless steel tongue scraper, you can order those from Amazon, which will be really helpful using extra virgin coconut oil, you know, unprocessed, all that stuff. If you have any more questions on, you know, oral routine or products, those kinds of things, if you want more information on my experience with Rye as well, please feel free to DM me. I always link my DMs, my profile, my social media in the show notes. You can always find it there. Also, if you want more information on oral health, a really good follow is at AskTheDentist on Instagram. Dr. Mark, he shares a lot of really great information. I learned a lot of things from him. I really recommend you check out his page because he talks more about fluoride. He talks about hydroxyapatite. He talks a lot about you know foods, things like that that affect our oral microbiome. Good things, bad things, all of the all the good information. So I really recommend his follow. He's a great follow. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate your support. If you found this episode helpful, I really encourage you to share this episode with a friend, family member that you feel would benefit from this episode just as much as you did. Thank you for tuning in. Cannot wait to chat with you next week.